welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Dr. Tova Goldfein. She's a doctor of chiropractic, rehabilitation, and pain solutions, and has been practicing for over 36 years. She has assisted her patients with acute pain, chronic pain, and autoimmune diseases. She's highly focused on educating patients about self-healing and self-awareness and responsibility in their healing. She has three Facebook Live podcasts, including the TMS Roundtable Global, the TMS Roundtable Israel, and Disrupt and Heal Autoimmune Disease. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, Tova, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have you on. And I will briefly introduce Tova. I'm just getting to know her the last couple months and don't remember exactly how we connected, but she has been great. I guess I was on your podcast, right? I yeah, I contacted you. Rose and I is my co-host, and I thought he's never going to write us back, you know. And I have the old copy of the book. That's how well, way do. back I go with <laughs> your book. And you were like, "Sure, guys, I'm willing to come." So that was a few weeks ago. We had you on our TMS roundtable. Okay, so Toba lives in Israel. She was originally from Philadelphia. She's a chiropractor, and she's become very involved at multiple levels at the chronic pain world and using really nicely effective principles. She started with Dr. John Sarno. And as you know, a lot of the neuroscience the last 10 years has changed Dr. Sarno's work. And I would say expanded it. It hasn't really changed it. No, it's evolved, evolved. It's evolved. But you look at the healing principles, these principles have actually been around for a couple thousand years. So these aren't new, even though Dr. Sarno did a great job bringing them into awareness. And the bottom line is, we understand that it's really, we get in the way of our body's own healing capacity, and we're just really connecting to the capacity. So I'd like to um, talk to Tova a bit just about how she came to this realization. She's been a practicing for 36 years. Um, so I'm just curious on her perspective and some of her insights, and she has a passion for getting this word out. So Tova, welcome to our show. You're attracted to passion because you have it. I mean, we are workaholics, Dr. David, and so <laughs> it's, you know, I told my I told my stepdaughter, she says, you know, I'm not really a workaholic, she says, I really, really love what I do, and she looks at me and goes, well, every addict likes their drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, but you know what? We're older, and we learn how to play hard and work hard, and I know you do. I know your wife, and I know I'm, I'm balancing out between grandchildren and being near the sea, and you know, exercising. So it is about balance, and that is part of the healing, as you know. Right. So let's start at the beginning a little bit. You um, were in Philadelphia, and you moved to Israel about twelve years ago. And you said it's when you moved to Israel that your insights into yeah. chronic pain, really chronic disease, started to come about. So right. I just want to be really clear. She has a very expansive view of chronic pain, which I have the same one. It really is more about chronic disease autoimmune disorders, chronic pain, different cancers, et cetera. They're all chronic diseases. <clears throat> we'll talk about this as we go. But she has a remarkably deep, but also broad insight into chronic disease. So Tom, I'm curious where you started and when you first started Dr. Sarno's work, what were some of the insights that um, created a change for you? Well, you know, 
I, as I told you, my mother had MS and I was 13 and it, it really changed the trajectory of my life. And I didn't, I'm, I'm realizing that more and more 36 years into it, because I dropped out of college and then, you know, went to, worked for a chiropractor and went to chiropractic school and thought this would be kind of neat. I, I mean, the philosophy was very, very spiritual and about the human body being able to heal. I mean, chiropractic is a very, very deep, you know, the nervous system is connected to um, some kind of divine interaction. And, and because I'm going to say to you or say to anyone, we don't get disease from some external. We might. We might get disease. Look, the first book I read was um, Anatomy of an Illness. Right. And Norman Cousins got the disease. He came back from the plane from Russia and he developed um, ankylosing spondylitis. Right. Now, he's, he was very stressed. It was a super stressful trip. His wife did not get it. And his immune system. So we do get things from the outside. In chiropractic school, we learned that five kids are in a swimming pool. Why do three get sick? Two were adapting. That's the bottom line. Two were adapting. So some of us are adapting to COVID. Some are not. It's about adaptation. And so then we get into preventative and how we prevent disease. But if you have a disease, you're not a victim of the disease. And that's where we go. And when we people, we, we know that when people take responsibility for their condition, they get better. And we, they know when they partner with their doctor, partner, and this is another like uh, uh, um, something I wanna thrust forward about partnering with your doctor. That's wonderful about the PBD association where they're saying to you, Talk to your doctor because doctors, they want to, they want to come closer to you. Sometimes they don't know how. Right. And, you know, so that's kind of where it came from. My mother reading the book, you know, being a chiropractor, not really thinking that people need 20 or 30 adjustments to hold their alignment. There's something else holding the alignment and that's a strong structure. You know, we know structure affects function. And then um, I didn't really know much about the emotions, even though I had a pretty, pretty rocky childhood and um, had put myself into counseling off and on, but never really connected the mind-body because nobody taught me. Right. Well, I mean, it's interesting because um, we do know the data shows <clears throat> there's a very famous, it's called the Holmes Scale, published in the 1960s out of the University of Washington. And it shows if you accumulate a certain number of stress points that you have an 80% chance of a serious illness within two years. And these are like death of a spouse, death of a child, divorce, marriage, even new things like a new job, even positive. Like ACE, like ACE is this like ACEs or this is even more deeper? Well, it's, it's just a different thing with the ACE score. I think the ACE score just determines the filter of your life. In other words, if you're raised in a chaotic background, that's your filter. So you have a hypersensitive nervous system. It's like a feral cat compared to a domestic cat. Yes. So you're just hyper-reactive and your body's in threat physiology all the time. But the um, home scale is, <clears throat> and it's been around, I just looked it up. It's, um, again, 300 points on the scale. And you wow. have an 80% chance of a serious illness within two years. And the answer is why? And you and I both know when you're in a sustained threat or stress, your body reacts with a fight or flight response and you're in your immune system fires right. up, your metabolism right. fires up, your whole body fires up. So it's not just a mental response to the environment, it's your total body responding as right. a unit. Right. 
And you said something else that, which is really critical. We'll circle around to this in a second. <clears throat> I mean, you have your approach, I have my approach. And the whole thing is about safety versus threat. We know that. But the number one place that safety has to occur is the doctor-patient relationship or any healthcare provider. Exactly. I, mean, I still think you can do whatever you want to do, but the biggest yeah, thing. But where's the first? Where's the first? Where's the first relationship between the parents and the child? And what right. happens a lot is that's not so healthy. Right. Though some children they are resilient. I mean, honestly, you know, I think you and I were flowers that grew out of a pot of manure, but we blossomed, and I'm grateful to my family for giving me something, though it was difficult upbringing. But some people get stronger and some people stay a victim. So what Rose has taught me is that that was the first relationship. We don't have a choice. Then we go to our doctor and we want attention. We want empathy. And this is what also Norman Cousins did a lot of research about the doctor-patient relationship. And then we interviewed a psychiatrist once from, from Canada, an amazing psychiatrist who's doing this ISTDP work. Right. And he's teaching psychiatrists how to have a more of an emotional, uh, softer, um, safer relationship. And that this is the future because people have come to you and you know that for surgery, which is the scariest thing on earth, right. and they feel they felt safe, even if you guys disagreed. So you're bringing up an amazing point. And you know what else you're doing, which I thought of somehow talking to Tom? You know, there's so much drama with sickness you are taking out the drama and saying, I care about you, no drama. I need your help to get you better, no drama. This is what you gotta do, no drama. So it's, think about that. <laughs> we just brought up like five topics at once. I gotta figure, I gotta sort this out a little okay, bit. Pick so. one, <laughs> pick one. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree with you, there's two parts to healing. So that's, I do say this over and over and over again. So there's anxiety and frustration, which are normal survival responses. Anytime you're anxious or frustrated, you're in the past. You're not in the present. So something in the present kicked up something from the past that was dangerous or seemed dangerous. So you're no longer in the present. So that linkage system just keeps you agitated all the time. So I say, look, there's two parts to healing. If you're using, you know, play and whatever it is, um, you know, busyness, yes. whatever it is to counteract the negativity, that doesn't work. So I think it's really critical just to depersonalize these tools. There's a yes. bunch of things you can do just to disconnect from your anxiety yes. and frustration because it's necessary. It's not going away. Yeah. So as you disconnect, then you can travel the direction, the direction that you just discussed, right. which is a spiritual journey, perspective, play, giving back. Right. Right. But I do want to go back to Norman. Okay, so I'm going to still go back to the <laughs> safety versus threat thing. Okay, so it's very important, very important. Well, I mean, every clinician I know, so we I know lots of clinicians now that are very effective in treating chronic pain and chronic disease. I mean, we think this goes into cancer, heart disease, anxiety, depression, all these have a right. common basis of chronic inflammation. Right. So the data shows out of San Diego, Texas, and UCLA now, amongst many centers, that heart disease, peripheral vascular disease, hypertension, obesity, adult onset diabetes, anxiety, depression, OCD, bipolar are all inflammatory disorders. Yes. They have a common basis. So as my friend, Dr. Clausen says, it's all the same soup. So chronic threat causes disease that includes immune disorders, which comes back at you, but going into, so every clinician I know that is successful talks to their patients. 
And, you, you know, um, it was interesting talking to you because instantly within 10 seconds, I felt very comfortable with you as just another colleague. Right. And you clearly care about what you're doing. You're connected to what you're doing. So I'm guessing that factor, just you allowing your patient to feel safe and comfortable with you is a major factor in their healing. And you know what, Dr. David, even if let's just say hypothetically, there's a disease that is permanent. Let's just say that, you know, like I have a, a colleague that has MS. She has plaques in her brain she has MS. Okay. So I think I told you she goes running and even though her feet feel numb, she continues to run because she's not scared to fall. So it's not like you got to do this work and get rid of your disease. It's like, even if you have permanent, this is what you believe. And this is what your doctor said. And this is what the science is though. I don't believe anything is permanent. You know, we're regrowing everything now from cells to, I believe that this work to, to, to bring in the, the body and the mind together, to understand yourself emotionally, psychologically. And I love what you say about psychological and the physiological. You know, you, you brought that up the way that you said that. It's so important and it's a thorough healing and you will live a quality life with MS, with cancer. It's like people can survive the threat. People can have the threat and lower it and still be able to survive because they're creating some sense of homeostasis because they're aware, you know, the aware, the mindful, the mechanical meditation, which you call journaling, which I also, I've been using that, I've been borrowing that, thank you, mechanical well, meditation. But what you say, I mean, when you feel safe or content, it actually changes your body's physiology dramatically because you go into oxytocin, dopamine, um, growth hormone, anti-inflammatory cytokines, you actually regenerate, you actually rebuild in safety. Right. Right. And so you, you really do heal. And so I have one woman who's part of the doctoring right now um, who flat out had ankylosing spondylitis, quite severe. And remember the doctrine is, is just a set of principles. Your principles and my principles are the same. I have my style, you have hers. She had right. done her style with the same principles. Then the doctrine for her more or less sort of encapsulated it in a little bit different manner, but nonetheless, she had already healed from ankylosing spondylitis. So she couldn't reverse the permanent x-ray changes, but her pain stopped. Exactly. The disease didn't progress. Exactly. So my question to ask you about the girl with the MS, did, yeah. did, did her progression of the disease slow down? So I didn't, I didn't ask for the details. I know that she also has arthritis. So she has another immune ecological and deals with that. So I know she goes and gets certain shots. Right. And I, we know that Dave Lyons and, you know, Matthew Embryo, I sent you that these guys are getting stem cell. I don't know if they are, but I know Dave Lyons is um, doing a lot of exercise with MS people and he's getting stem cell treatment. And he, I don't think it matters whether they have plaques or not, because this is not an indication this is not, you know, this is not an indication. This is not black and white anymore, as we know about everything from a disc herniation. So I don't think that, so in answer to your question, she's just exercising and running and um, taking care of herself and using mind-body techniques. And she's interviewed a couple hundred people with MS who are doing the same thing. 
So I can find tons of people. I told you about this woman who had cancer, this big tumor around her heart. And the doctor said, oh, we, we need to go in there and take a biopsy. And she, they didn't go in through her neck. And after she came out of the biopsy, they said, she said, why didn't you go in through my neck? And they said, oh, your body created a bypass. So you wouldn't die. So we couldn't go in there for a biopsy, something like that. But her body created a bypass. So there would be blood to her brain because the tumor was squeezing her heart. Now she had a couple of chemos and did a lot of body mind stuff. And she has no tumor around her heart. Wow. They may go in there and see a tumor around her heart, but she is functioning fine. So this is not a, uh, a um, spontaneous remission where some of right. our colleagues would say, shoot, bang, bang, this is a spontaneous remission. I'm not fighting anyone. I'm, I make love, not war. I'm not into fighting anyone. Well, like, remember, Nancy, yeah. I mean, again, that's the essence of the issue is say make love, not war. I mean, again, it changes your body's chemistry. The physiology changes and your body does heal. So you and I both discuss um, Bernie Siegel, who I know quite well, and he wrote the book, Love, Medicine and Miracles. And he's read several books since then. And he, he and I have done a workshop together. We stay in touch. And he has a remarkable perspective on life in general. And he still has a group called Exceptional Cancer Survivors Group. Yes. Yes, And it's hard to quantitate exactly what happens, but as far as I can tell, it's simply connecting to who you are as a person, which then allows you to connect to your capacity to heal. And then my friend, Dr. Clausen, who, as you know, is part of this roundtable discussion, has a completely different approach to cancer than the traditional cancer world. And he's a physician, but we do lots of drugs that kill cells. So instead of, so if the body can survive I mean, you kill all the cells in the body, just that you hope to kill the cancer cells first. Right. And his conceptual approach, again, he's not a cancer doctor, that you just look at what we're doing to the body with a lot of cancer treatments, um, it's not working very well. Right. And so the whole process, it probably, and the cancer doesn't just happen. And, it's, and I don't know the exact data. I mean, can't, we say, is cancer caused by stress? The answer is yes right. and no. Because I will tell you, every person I know that's my age has already passed away from cancers under horrible stresses when it occurred. And so why somebody gets, you know, heart disease, somebody else gets cancer, different parts of the body, that's probably genetics. There's probably a predisposition. Which but you know it, from it, your friend, Bruce Lipton, that's changed, but that's another podcast. I'm sorry, what's that? You know from your friend, Bruce Lipton, that that's not always the case. With epigenetics, we can change that. Well, yeah, no, no, I mean, right. Like he, I, I'm actually going to see Bruce next week. And I don't so, mean to yeah. distract you. I'm sorry for distracting oh, you. No, but no, you're right. I mean, he's right. Cause you have a gene for breast cancer. He gets very upset when people just have surgery to have everything removed where the gene has to be expressed. So if you're in a healing content mood, and it's not positive thinking, by the way, which we both know doesn't work, right. but just a true deep relationship with yourself first then your family, then your provider just changes the ball game dramatically. And it's not psychological, it's a whole body responding. So um, we just got a couple of minutes here. So I'm just curious. So just in a nutshell, and I want to talk in the second podcast about how you're actually manifesting this message to the world. You have three different Facebook lives. Do I see that correctly? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I want to talk about your work and what you're, um, what you're really doing to bring this awareness out um, into the world, but I'm just curious if you had a couple messages that you want to send to the world right now, what would those be? 
but you know we we take responsibility for our husband our wife our car our teeth you know <laughs> we are good we have a, a nora pathway that knows how to take responsibility mm -hmm. right okay? and it's the it's these people that get tms because they're over achievers and perfectionists so i say you know i want to say to people that you channel your characteristics channel your trusting of and, and you know pleasing other people channel your bit you're wanting to to help others channel these characteristics so they don't hurt you and um we we are responsible people um, it's not the farmer in the on the tractor that gets tms because he's in his he's in a simple world we're smart complicated people that get tms and that probably get cancer and get this for some deep reason it could even be a past life we know about dr um the harvard psychiatrist uh weiss brian weiss with the past lives that's another podcast so i i want to say to people that it's it's not easy to take responsibility it feels like a burden. It feels like a drama. It feels like I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. My doctor will not trust me. But you are taking responsibility already. And this is a this is simply just making a little bit of a fork in the road to say responsibility for yourself. Because we right. are in a model that says give the responsibility to the doctor, give it to the medicine, give it to the vaccine. And we need to own that. And that's knowing yourself. Right. Just what you said. Right. So, um, Torah, um, thank you for your time on this part of the podcast. Um, again, we're not really depicting your work as clearly as I would like. It's just really rich and deep. And again, there's a whole unsaid thing of just warmth and compassion and connection is what heals people. So yes. she has it in droves, which I'm excited to meet her and work with her. Yeah. Um, so we will um, talk in a few minutes on what you're actually doing in your treatment approach to, to a given patient. So, um, okay. so the final thing though, is how do we access you? I mean, you're in Israel. So yeah. what, well, how do, how do yeah. people want to find you? Um, I guess in Israel. So I'm international. I'm, I'm working with a lot of people internationally, thank God. And um, I have a clinic here where I do some rehabilitation and I do some mind body work. I have people come in. Sometimes I'll get a treatment and then we'll do some talking. Um, but I, you can find me at TMS Roundtable or Dr. Tova Goldfein. And um, I'm thrilled to, to talk to people. You know, I want to give people tools. There's lots of free tools on the internet. We know that. I say, take these tools, apply them, implement them. And if you right. need help, I'm here. No. All right. Tova, thank you very, Great. very much. Great. And, uh, very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. David. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Tova Goldfein, for being on the show today and for sharing her insights into the importance of personal responsibility, self-awareness, and relationships in the healing process. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.thedocjourney.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.